Thank you, Pierre. I know, Brian, you don't want to talk about it. You go, how many times does Pierre use the word rape about something in it? <laughs> well, it's a very powerful metaphor. You said, I don't want to talk about it on the air, but I thought, well, no. that'd be a good reason, too. It was an observation that I made, Pierre, if you're listening. I like how he says uh, goons, how he goes goons. He really gets the G in there, you know, like political goons. Anyway, Pierre, we featured him all week on the news. He wasn't happy about that. He was on Jay Shear's uh, coffee chat. He's, he's, a, he's a Palm Coast celebrity. He is. He goes, he goes how can, this isn't news. I'm not news. Why are you putting me on the news? And I go, because we're in the entertainment business, you know, and we find you entertaining, Pierre. That's why we got him on. Bob Snyder. Oh God, Bob. Yeah, how are you doing? I was going to give you a title, but you don't have one now. No, uh, uh, retiree title. Um, yeah, I don't have any public health data in front of me. No public health insights to share. I bet you have some public health data in front of you every now and then. Uh, yeah, anything <laughs> that Dr. Bickle sends me uh, from Memphis. So yes. Yes. <laughs> you can't, it just can't let go. No. Well, we're going to talk about retirement because yeah. you just did retire from a, right. a very active job. And, and actually, the idea of the show came when you came in, you go, I'm retired now. And I'm like, really? What are you going to be doing and everything? And then um, and I started thinking about how how serious retirement is i mean it's such a change of life in that oh, it is. and how i know a lot of people that have some people have done well with it others not well at all they're yeah. depressed you know they're getting uh, you know drunk at nine in the morning and you know and just trying to <laughs> get through the day and driving their wife nuts and she wants them out of the house and you know and uh, so it didn't go the way they had planned or yeah. didn't plan so that's what today's all about somebody and, uh, uh somebody Somebody I know, I, I've sometimes bemoaned the fact that I don't have enough time to like read and write. Like I want to write novels and stuff like yeah. that. And I was kind of complaining about that to somebody one time who is, you know, retiring. And that person said, well, actually, I envy you that you know what you're going to do yeah. when you do retire. That was kind of an interesting perspective. You have a plan, you have a goal, yeah. you have things in mind, Brian. Absolutely. Very important. So today is going to be an emotional roller coaster. We're going to talk <laughs> about um, things and uh, people and frame of mind and mental. You know, we plan financially, but do we plan um, mentally for yeah. that? Um, also in the studio, we have Susie Gamblain. She is the executive director for Flagler Volunteer Services. A lot of uh, retirees work with you, right? Uh, yes, a lot of retirees work with me, and they, they keep active by staying by staying busy in the community volunteering, yes. So for those of you going, I'm not going to volunteer for anything. I'm retired, <laughs> whatever. Um, give her a chance, okay? We're going to talk about the end of the program. But getting, uh, you know, the checkup from the neck up is a good friend of mine, Tish Brown. She's a psychotherapist, a psycho Pharm she um, specializes in psychopharmacology, and she's a health psychologist as well. Did I get that right, Tish? Oh, uh, that's near enough. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, well, thank you for being on the program today because uh, you're a, um, a psychotherapist here in the area, and you deal with sure. a lot of retirees, and depression is part of what you you uh, work with as well, right? Yes, absolutely. Um I think when you mention retirement, I think that it's it's really key, you know, to look at the, the major changes. And I think the, the the initial thing is for people to understand and realize this is a major life change. Um, and I think that the that you know that the thought is not always put into that. I think you know many people spend lots of years working up 
to planning, you know, this is my retirement, this is a major life change, what happens now? I've worked for this for 40 years, and then there can be major changes and disappointment when it doesn't actually turn out to be, you know, how you anticipated. So you, you've talked to a lot of real human beings about this and with their, how they, I mean, because we're going to talk on a positive side of people successful yeah. at it, but also, uh, you know, people where it kind of hits them. And what's, what's the main things that they're depressed about when they should be happy? Um, I think the, 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 essentially the problem is going to be, you know, it's making, it's really understanding what working does for us um, and then how we can replace those things in our life. Um, in retirement. You know, when we think about our identity, we think about money, we think about stability, our purpose, our meaning and purpose in life, um, and the socialization that we get from working. How do we replace that in retirement? And I think the key is going to be finding ways to replace those things in our life, to meet, to meet those needs in our retirement. Yeah, um, and, and that's interesting. You say it's kind of a loss of identity. Like, who are you now? Because you know, I was I was a big deal. I was the uh, publisher of a newspaper, and <laughs> and everybody knew who I was. And uh, yep. and now you know, or you know, they did important work and helped other people, like you, being uh, in psychotherapy, like Bob Snyder with us here, who just retired, working with the health department, and. Um, so, so you have to find a new identity, kind of. Like, who am I? When you look in the mirror in the morning, I'm no longer a person I was. Maybe feel sort of less important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like your ego and all those things come into it. So how, yeah. do, you, how do you help people define well, who they are? I, I think that the, the, the key, you know, going back to something you said just now, it's finding meaning and purpose in our life. Um, whether it's for good or bad, I think that, you know, um, certain societies we're identified by what we do as opposed to who we are. And then when we, when we no longer do that, it's, you know, it's a way of finding a way to redefine ourselves. So I think the, the first thing is to understand that, you know, there's various stages of retirement, and I don't know if you want me to go into that, but I can kind of briefly cover yeah, that if yeah. it's going to be helpful. Okay, so, I mean, the first stage is, is, is going to be, you know, the, the holiday period, the vacation period. Um, you know, it brings freedom, excitement, less responsibility. You know, that can be for a short or a longer period of time for, for people. But I think a lot of people in retirement experience that initially. But moving on from that, I think there's a sense of loss. You know, the next stage is a sense of loss, a lack of routine. The people around us have changed. Um, you know, are we still in contact with our friends? Um, and I think that that point, you know, we need the existence of goals and aims. So we need to, we need to realize that, you know, those things have changed. And we can work on finding things for the future. We also have lots of meaning. You know, how do we make sense of life? And what is our role in life? Where do we fit in? Um, that affects our value and our sense of self-esteem. Um, and after that, the next stage is kind of a period of adjustment where we do some exploration, find out what do we like? What do we want to do? What do I need in my life? What do I choose? Um, and that's the thing. You know, it's unusual for us to have choices for the amount of time that we have. Um, you know, we're working eight, ten hours a day. Uh, the you know it's very very limited with the amount of time that we may be able to make choices, but the final I think the positive part of that is you know the last stage is a reinventing period, it's finding a new way forward, adjusting to a new life, um, making plans for the future, and I think that you know those things are really important. Um, one of the most one of the most important things over all of that is to stay connected. So connected to our friends, connected to our family, connected to, you know, even people that we used to work with and find new new things um, that give us meaning and purpose in our life. Mm -hmm. um, 
Uh, Yogi Berra said, 90% of the game is half mental. <laughs> is, well, that, that's a really important point because I think one thing that we need to do in retirement is to keep learning. You know, we, we, we shouldn't stop learning. Pick up something new. Read. Um, I think your friend said earlier, you know, about writing a book. You absolutely do those things. Write poetry. Learn a new language. Do some woodwork. Learn a craft. Learn an instrument. Do, you know, learn new recipes. Whatever it is that, that helps to stimulate us and keep our brain active. Absolutely. You know, self-talk is really powerful. You know, we do it all the time. You know, yes, I can. No, I can't. Yes, I can. No, I can't. Yes, I, you know, okay. Yeah, I got this. No, you don't. You know, I mean, all that kind of stuff that goes on in our heads. And sometimes we're, I think we're our own worst enemy with that little, you know, negative guy on your shoulder, you know, kind of putting you down. How do you, how do you balance that? Well, I think that again, that goes back to the meaning and purpose. You know, when we have meaning and we have purpose, it definitely helps our self-esteem. We're going to have to find new ways to do that. And, and the staying connected is really, really important. Family, friends, you know, whether it's groups, church, grandchildren. What really can be really helpful is to do something for others. So, you know, to volunteer. I know you have somebody in the studio that's yeah. doing the volunteering. But to volunteer and to put the wisdom, you know, we've worked for 40 years. We're 65 years of age or thereabouts. Um, you know, we have a lot, a lot of wisdom that we've gained during that period of time, and let's share it. You know, yes. let's have the benefit of altruism. Let's share. Let's help somebody else. You, you know, we know that mentally that increases the overall hap- happiness. It increases increases optimism and our sense of satisfaction. I also think it helps us to focus less on our own problems. You know, to experience and practice definitely enhances our well-being. So I think that's a, that's something major that we can really do to help to help ourselves and to help others. Brian, yeah, when when uh, my wife and I were about to you know make this big change and buy the Observer, we met with a couple of people from SCORE, which is the retired executives. You know, mm. it's a big big organization, but there's local people, and it's just incredible. Like these these are people who have retired. They've led organizations. Some of the been CEOs or you know big in, in big companies. And um, the, their experience, um, it can just dissolve, you know, and not, but, but, but if they're, because they're volunteering and helping to counsel somebody like me who's new at it, um, that, that is just invaluable. So I, I'm really grateful for that organization. And I think it's, it's one that um, is really valuable in the community, but there's so many other, no matter what career, like you just said, I mean, 25, 40, 50 years of experience, like, that can be put to so much good, yeah. good use. Mm-hmm. People do want to know what you have, right? And Susie, yes. with you, with your volunteer organization, you have needs or you have you, yeah. you want to tap into people's knowledge, experience on things? Sure. So what we see is that we see there's volunteers who come in and they recently retired and they're looking to continue using those skills. And they've done something like you mentioned, they've done it for years and years and years. It's such a big part of who they are and they want to continue that. But we also see though people who come in and they've worked, you know, 40 years as a teacher, worked with kids all these times. Now they want to do something totally different. And when you volunteer, you can do all different kinds of things. So a lot of people come in and they want to learn new skills or they want to make new friends. So they like to do volunteering where they're in a network of group of people that maybe they wouldn't be with without that volunteer opportunity. Um, we also see husbands and wives. You mentioned that the husband's driving the wife crazy being home all the time. We see <laughs> husbands and wives who come in and the wife is like, 
I'm volunteering him to do something. <laughs> he's not volunteering. He's being voluntold because he's driving me nuts. And so it's it's a it's a great way to get out there, really make a difference. And I I hear you know from the volunteers that some of them had no idea how much it would mean to them to be able to do the activities they choose where when you're when you're working you have to do what you're told to do you're getting paid to do something mm. but when you're volunteering you get to pick and choose and do things that matter to you and that make a difference in the community and it really does increase your sense of self-esteem and your well in self-esteem it also everything comes back to money also mm-hmm. and uh, you know you see and you're like yeah okay I did my 401k and I'm you know I got my social security and everything and then you look at it and you're going then your friends go yeah we're going to Europe we're gonna go do all this we're gonna go on the cruise and you know and all and then you're like holy crap I can't afford to do all that then you feel like you know so then you start comparing yourself like we do in life all the time because financial status is part of somebody's you know pride or whatever but um, so attitude about that where you know nobody ever has enough I guess of what they you know would like to have so Um, Tish, if you can like, you know, so what's a good frame of mind of somebody retiring for with financially where they they don't have what they had hoped to have Mm -hmm. um, and they wish they had more and they're worried about running out of money and living too long and all those kind of things. How do you wrap your head around that? Well, I think I think that um, if, if we don't keep busy and we don't have other things in our life, there can be a focus on those things. There can be a focus on what we don't have. And there can also be a focus on our physical decline, um, you know, looking forward to the, to the future. What do I have to look forward to? What, what happens now? So I think the, the definitely the, 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 the keeping busy, you know, being, and also being patient with yourself. I think understanding, you know, that retirement is a process um, and it's a, it's a period of readjustment. And I think that, you know, yes, we do see, and that you mentioned earlier, you know, decline in mental health, we see decline in cognitive ability, we see depression and anxiety. And I think that the, the, the key is to be, stay connected with people, talk to your family, talk to your friends, talk to, find somebody that you, you, know, you can trust to talk to. And if you, if you find that you are struggling, reach out. You know, the majority of insurance companies, and including Medicare, um, have coverage for mental health services. So, you know, don't be, um, don't be afraid to reach out. You know, it's a major change in life, whether it's, you know, like divorce, like moving house, you know, when our children leave home, they're all major changes in our life. And they, you know, it it takes time and effort and, you know, to work through it. But the, the key to all of this is connection. Stay connected. Don't isolate. Um, stay connected to your friends and family and to the community. Okay. Somebody texted, or by the way, if you have questions, we don't take phone calls, but you can text. You can text 361-4227. And somebody goes, don't hang out with rich people then. You know, <laughs> hang, out, hang out with poor people and you'll feel good. How's that? <laughs> yeah, Bob. You know, uh, one thing my wife and I realized when I retired uh, three and a half months ago is, hey, you know, so we're not able to travel to Europe uh, two or three times a year like uh, some of our friends can. And uh, maybe go on cruises once a month. But, hey, listen, you've got Monday through Friday available to you. And uh, how about exploring local places, especially in Florida? There's so much to do. Mm-hmm. So we got a trip planned with some friends to go to Sarasota and the Ringling Brothers Museum and 
Uh, there's other things there in Sarasota, a place I've never been and explored. So we're going to do that on a Wednesday. And people, <laughs> and, and, and here's and nice. people from Europe hey. come here to go to Sarasota. So yeah. you know. <laughs> So I think what I'm hearing is like gratitude, you know, be happy for what you do have Mm -hmm. instead of making a big list of what you don't have. Right. Well, also, I I think that, you know, um, one thing I find with patients is is expectations. You know, I always I often say to patients, expectations can be a thief of joy. Um, I think, you know, um, very often we we focus on, you know, I need to be happy. I would rather focus on can we find moments of joy? You, you have the time now, slow down, you know, enjoy your cup of coffee, enjoy that conversation with your friends, enjoy the time that you have taking your dog for a walk or, you know, be present um, and be mindful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it, it just it really, you know, when we're working, we can be very busy. Life passes by before we know five years have gone past. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be that way in retirement. Mm-hmm. You can actually enjoy the moment and, and be mindful and be present in the moment. I think I think that the whole comparison thing is a really big problem. I think with anybody, any stage of life, but like, I mean, if you have a Ferrari, there's somebody, you know, who has two Ferraris and then you feel less rich than that person. I mean, there's no end to it. So figuring out a way to just be content with what you have is one of the real big challenges and keys in life. I think, Um, you know, Tish, the other day we were, Brian and I, we were talking about, you know, why, like, you know, holding the door for somebody and, and, you know, it was during the Christmas season of like doing nice things for people. And, and, you know, I've, and my, you know, experience in the store of, you know, holding the door and ladies, people in the store, all that kind of thing. And I felt good about it. Yeah. And then we had a doctor who goes, well, that's like serotonin because mm-hmm. it, when you do little things that make you feel good, it's, it's all in the brain and it's chemistry. Right. And yep. it's a serotonin little rush of little things like that. Right. Right. So, and absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so look for things. We're going to start the uh, serotonin uptake club here, <laughs> <laughs> where uh, we get a list of so 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 take notice of those little things that do make you feel good, um, yeah. and um, and maybe do more of them. So it's in it's in little bites, not the the big thing to it. But to me, attitude and humor is something we didn't even talk about. Yeah. But 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 humor is something you don't want to lose either. Absolutely. Right. I think, yeah. I think too, though, that like w- some of the things you're saying, Tish, like learning, you know, learning a skill, learning all these different things. And I think that's really important. And I'm, I'm excited about that part of it someday. I, I've wanted to retire since I was like 16. So, um, but <laughs> me too, but I think, I think that part of what's so good about like holding a door open for someone or to volunteer mm-hmm. is that you get out of your own you know, it's so easy to just hyper-focus on myself, my own condition. And, you know, when, when you do escape from that by thinking about somebody else's needs, then I think that it just opens a whole new, whole new uh, window for you. Yeah, well, that's interesting because here's Tish. That's exactly what she does for a living. You, um, you help other people. Right. Yeah. And right. that makes you feel good as a psychotherapist, right? Absolutely. I mean, everybody can, as you say, you know, opening, holding the door for somebody, doing something nice for somebody, you know, that, that, that benefit of altruism, it has a very positive effect on our own mental health. 
And we see that, you know, and, and, and you're quite correct, you know, having less focus on our own problems and focusing on helping somebody else can definitely, you know, lead to enhanced well-being. You know, when I'm out like, and I know you got a, a client here in 60 seconds, so we're going to let sure. you go. But, um, but you know, just little things like when um, I just noticed the other day, I'm walking the dogs, you know, down the pathway there. And, and uh, you walk past some people and they're just kind of, you know, grouchy. Or, and then right. you go, oh, my God, they're so cute. Whatever like yep. that. It's like the dogs, you know, look, I think they get a serotonin rush because you see them go, <laughs> oh, you know, and then so do I. So, you know, so don't discount the value of those little moments in, in a day, I guess. is Absolutely. And it. And it and it also makes us feel connected. You know, we're connected to something bigger than ourselves. And those those points, you, know, you see somebody with a great hat or a great pair of shoes or, a, you know, a, a, whatever it is, make, make a comment. Be connected to people. Connect to people in your community and see, see you know, the benefit. But Pay is, it forward. Okay. But is that hat better than your hat? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wish I could afford a hat like that. <laughs> all right, hey, real quick, uh, Bob Snyder, and then we have to let Tish go. Yeah, Tish, I uh, really appreciate uh, all your comments and, and insights. And uh, one thing I I know some people uh, might be concerned about is that connection between your mental health and your physical health. Mm-hmm. And uh, really need to take that into account, you know, like avoiding becoming a couch potato, of course, you know, getting depressed also can lead to medical issues as well yeah. there is a connection right mm-hmm. so, yeah there's definitely a connection you know and there, there's a number of things in in just very quickly with with that you know yes to keep moving keep the keep the body moving um you know feed your body properly get you get fuel fuel your body and get the blood to your brain um and absolutely we see that a, a, you know the the benefit of a good mental health has definitely a benefit in physical health um so there's definitely definitely a connection, and we see we also see you know on the on the not to be negative, but on the other side, you know patients who are struggling with their mental health, we see physiological symptoms absolutely. So let's work towards good mental health. I think that you know that I would say to people, make a schedule, make commitments, manage your time, make a plan. Um, you know, and be mindful, live in, mm. live in the present. And anticipate good things coming up, create absolutely. those that happen. Yeah. yeah All right. Hey, Tish, thank you. Um, if somebody calls me here afterward and says, hey, I would like to talk to Tish, can I give them your number? If you're absolutely. looking for, okay. All right. Yeah, of course. No problem. Well, thank you for having me on this morning. All right. Thank you. It's a rainy day. I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, we're happy on a miserable day. <laughs> Raise that serotonin. That's right. <laughs> Have a good Absolutely. weekend. Thank you. Take care, everybody. All right. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Free for all Friday. we got Bob Snyder, Susie Gamblain, and also Brian McMillan on a successful retirement. overdue for a redo? Bella Costa Cabinetry is the area's number one craft-made dealer. We are local, family-owned, and serving Flagler County and surrounding areas for over 15 years. We walk you through every step, from design to installation, so your finished project is 100% you. Whether a new home or remodel, we can do anything with craft-made cabinetry. While the kitchen is the heart of the home, cabinets are not just for the kitchen. Visit our website at bellacostacabinetry.com, come into our showroom, or give us a call, 437-1915. This is attorney Michael Politis. Do you know how to choose an attorney? It might be one of the most important decisions of your life. Do your research, learn about the firm, ask family, friends, or neighbors who they recommend. My job is to always look out for the best interests of my client, and that's why most of our cases are referred by prior happy clients. 
integrity, professionalism, empathy, courtesy, and results. That's Politis and Matavina, thejusticeattorneys.com, offices in Port Orange, Palm Coast, Orange City, and Ormond Beach. So you're ready to list it? We're ready to sell it. This is Sam Perkovich, broker owner of Parkside Realty Group. Stop by our office in town center or call us at 302-0300. Visit us online at parksiderealtygroup.net. Yeah, it's a beautiful day out here. And uh, <laughs> well, if you're listening on the podcast, it might be. It might be. <laughs> yeah. It's probably, anyway. better, probably better than what it is now Could on the podcast. Be. All right. Free for All Friday. I'm David Ayers. We have Bob Snyder, recent retiree. And uh, we have Susie Gambling, she's executive director of the Flagler Volunteer Services. Brian McMillan, the new owner of the. Palm Coast Observe. The opposite. Yeah. The opposite of retired. I know. That, yeah. Yeah. Right. You've ramped up your life. You wanted to retire at 16 and now you're uh, working double duty. But I noticed yep. you put the comics in the paper. Definitely. That was uh, interesting. Yep. You know, I haven't read comics. When I was a little kid, my grandfather would, re- you know, I'd sit on the lap and he would read the comics to me. And and uh, that was kind of always a, a good memory of so when I saw them in. In your paper, I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and we then, added him in. We're still looking for a sponsor, by the way, if anyone wants to sponsor the uh-huh. comics page. But yeah, to me, that was something that I always looked looked forward to when I was a kid. And yeah. it, it's, it's another sort of connection thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, I see it through the lens of the newspaper, but, you know, all, all the media. But um, somebody said, you know, I'm a disabled veteran and I read the Observer every week, cover to cover, and it's how I feel close to my community. Yeah. And th- that that's a real wake up call, you know, like why we're doing what we're doing, um, especially with something like mm-hmm. the community newspaper. So, yeah, it's like a relationship with it. It is. You know, and, you know. and you feel you know what's going on in the community and other people's lives. And I mean, it's not doesn't replace like you should also be talking to other people. But sometimes that's why you have something to talk about with mm-hmm. some people, because you read the same thing or you read the same comic. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Brian, I think the Observer, it stands out in so many ways. One of them, though, is you spend a lot of time, you and your colleagues, on community events, but especially sports, very Mm family-oriented. If you want to know what's going on with sports in Flagler County, you got to connect with the Observer. Yep. Hey, can you you promote? We're going to be... I saw you texted me this or emailed (laughs) me this, but that's very cool. So the Matanzas... An FPC boys basketball game, mm-hmm. always a always a big event in the community. Um, I think it's on the seventeenth, is what it said in the in the. Uh, is that right? Yes. In the thing, so yeah, that's. So we're going to broadcast it on the radio and television. Yeah. So we've got cameras. It's on our YouTube, the Flagler Broadcasting wow. YouTube channel, and I, and Rich is really looking to build a following. Yeah. This, I, yeah. The schools are going to. Lashaka Moore is thrilled that we're doing it and wants to promote cool. it. So we're just we're kind of experimenting. With um, you know, with other electronic media and expanding what yep. we're doing, and I appreciate Rich and and uh, Mike Lichio for you know for doing these things, and so they've been practicing, and now we're ready to <laughs> tell everybody. All right, watch, we're ready for prime time. Yeah, I mean, building <laughs> building up excitement around a community event of any kind, I think, is really healthy for the community, and and doing it around high school sports is it's, it's great. It's I, awesome. I love it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, because I was, you know, in, from Cleveland, Ohio, when I was in high school up there, it was a big school. We had 3,600 kids in our high school, and and you never got any media attention, really, for anything. You know, the, the plane dealer, it was like, ah, that's, 
you know, small town. And so you never, you know, but, but I think in a small town when kids particularly or anybody, when you do something and they do something and they have, they're featured in the newspaper, mm-hmm. they're fe- they, they remember that for life and yeah. they're interviewed on the radio or their play by play, the, the, their touchdown or tackle, um, was, you know, heard on the radio. And we do hear because relatives up north stream the games and they hear, hey, Bobby made it. You know, they hear their kid's name and, and we hear from them and how important it is. And the same thing with the newspaper. Yeah. Those are memories captured for life. Even too. Yeah, even now in 2024, those are getting cut out and put in shoeboxes and, yeah. and things. So Yep, okay. All right, anyway, so enough about us. Let's talk about Bob. <laughs> All right, so... Um, Big action stuff here. You are our fearless leader with the Flagler Health Department during the COVID and everything. You kind of went out like with a flash, I think, um, because, I mean, that has to be a highlight of a career. Um, Maybe for some people, a low light of of a career. But for you, you did such a great job with it here in Flagler County and involved. And it was like the adrenaline went every day and what was happening and so many people counting on you and getting your staff. And I know Susie was an important part with the vaccinations and all that kind of stuff. Yes. And now you're retired and you got nothing to do. Ah, well, first thing I did was I took a nap (laughs) my first day, but uh, no, uh, I was so busy uh, during my work life uh, as a hospital administrator and administrator of the health department that you know, that I needed that adrenaline to just keep peaking, but in a different way. And that's just me. I know everyone is different. That's not for everyone. I mean, I have a dear friend uh, who says I'll never retire, and he didn't. Uh, he worked as an executive healthcare administrator till age 86. Unfortunately, he did pass away recently, but he says, I'm never going to retire. But then I know some people have retired at age 50s, 60s. And what is the definition yeah. of retirement? You know, it's like the old day. It was the golden watch and they send you off and you got your pension <laughs> yep. and then you go home and smoke your pipe and you're done. It's, <laughs> so, not, it's not getting paid for doing work. I mean, that's my little definition of retirement. It's um, Is that demeaning having, to, to people? Like, you know, I'm not going to go volunteer with volunteer services and I'm going to do all that and I don't get paid? <laughs> I, I don't see any of my volunteers feeling that way. Like when they, when they do it, they get a lot out of it. It, it is definitely meant to be a two-way street where you're choosing to do something that you feel good about and that makes you feel good. Um, at the same time, making a difference for others. And so I, I don't feel like a lot of volunteers feel that way at all. I think that volunteers once, you know, I mean, at first I think they're confused if they've never done it before of how it all works. But um, once they start doing it, they make friends, they, they, they get things out of it as well. And we tell volunteers, if you get started with something and it doesn't bring you joy and bring you happiness and make your day better, then then don't volunteer for that position, but look for something else because we, there's yeah. typically something. We talked um, with, with Tish on here about finding a new identity. You know, yeah. you're no longer the executive. You're no longer ahead of the health department. So who is Bob Snyder today? Uh, Bob Snyder, someone who still wants to make a difference mm-hmm. in, um, in the life of others in his community. And I find joy. I find excitement, uh, sometimes adventure in starting New things, new pathways, um, you know, serving on nonprofit boards still um, so I can share, I guess, my my knowledge over the years, mm-hmm. but also finding time to have fun and to celebrate the fact that 
gosh, I worked for 40 years, man. I deserve this time. <laughs> I deserve to have fun, whether it's travel, uh, whether it's uh, going to Sarasota with my wife in the middle of the week, but staying busy and um, uh, just continuing to make a difference in the lives of others is what drives me. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so you're so you you've always had a positive attitude also. Oh, I think so. so yeah. yeah, we so, talked about like having that positive guy on your shoulder and your negative guy. I don't think Bob has that negative guy. I think he kicked off that little negative angel a long time ago. Yeah, I think How I did. did. I had a pretty cheerful guy. Well, you gotta you gotta have one on you there somewhere, but I don't think he gets. Uh, maybe maybe that little negative guy doesn't get a word in edgewise. I don't know. But, but see, or, but, but that's an. I yeah. think I think you are, and that's why I wanted to have you come on and talk about that because I think that is inspiring to hang positive people. Because yeah. yes. if you're, you know, my grandfather said to me one time, you know why men die before women because they want to. All right. So if you're, you know, if you're being nagged around the house and all that kind of stuff um, and you're like, good God, this is like I can't take this anymore, then you got to go hang out with positive people and and you got to go find them. And so I'm hoping that with and like Bob, like you would be a a great friend to everybody and anybody because you're always so, so positive and it seems natural. It's not like you're faking it. Oh, thank you, David. Uh, like Flagler Cares, I'm really involved with Flagler Cares. Had an opportunity to be one of the founding board members of Flagler Cares ten years ago with Dr. Bickle, who a lot of our audience knows. Uh, Carrie Baird, um, Jeanette Simmons, uh, being still associated with these positive, you know, let's make a difference in the community. People that really hasn't. So how? But but when you were head of the health department, you were involved with them with that. So yeah. now that's not. Bob Snyder anymore. So how how are you involved with you don't have the title, you don't have the authority, you don't have the power. Why hang out with Bob Snyder? Well, um, I'm still on their board and so okay. I am He's still also on my board. <laughs> Susie's board, Flagler okay. Volunteer yeah. Services, ORS, still involved with them and they're involved with Flagler Cares as well. So kind of these past connections, they're continuing but just in, in a whole different vein, in a whole different way. Yeah, and, and even even though you're not the head of the health department anymore, you still have all that knowledge that you had before, and everything you bring to our board is still the equivalent, um, mm-hmm. even without that title. You, know, you don't need the title. Um, Brian? <laughs> well, there's a, there's a quote that I always think about when it com- comes to you know finding happiness in life, and it's from um, an interview that... Um, Matt Walsh did, who's the Observer Media Group um, CEO, my former boss and still a good mentor, but he did an interview with the man who founded the Ritz-Carlton hotel chain. Um, his name is Horst Schulze. Horst Schulze. Horst Schulze. <laughs> so he said, happiness is greatly driven by being connected to creating excellence. And I think that is so true. Like I find that when I feel like, you know, whatever it is that we're doing, if we think that we're part of something that is really excellent, it's easy to be happy about being involved in it. If you feel like you're doing something and it's kind of middle of the road or failing, then even if you love it, sometimes like it doesn't motivate you that much. So I think that that's one thing with like being involved in volunteering, you could be doing the most mundane, you know, task, but you're like, Hey, I'm a cog in part of this machine that is doing amazing things that feels good. No matter what part you're playing, you know, if you have the right kind of attitude about it, but happiness is 
greatly driven by being connected to creating excellence. And, and you brought up sense of humor before. And I know when, when we had volunteers that were out there doing the helping with the COVID testing and vaccinations, we had people doing traffic control. And yes. anyone who sat in those long lines knows <laughs> that you were kind of grumpy when you were in the cars. Our volunteers brought a sense of humor. They, they put on crazy hats and they, they had <laughs> sure fun did. out there. And being able to do that. In that time when everything was so difficult and people were so frustrated and there was so much going on, seeing them out there with their parrot hats on their heads and all the different <laughs> craziness and having a good time doing something that was really difficult day after day after day, yeah. um, they they all, they built this bond, that, that group of people that did that every day during, they're best friends now. They hang out all the time. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah, you know, I saw a thing the other day where it's, you know, somebody goes, I don't have a fun job. And then, and the answer <laughs> was because you're not being fun at your job. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, some people blame everybody around them because they're grouchy or whatever. And, you know, a matter of fact, it was just the other day because my wife reads she all these online neighborhood chat things all that crap that other people I, I can't really you know, it's like <laughs> I, okay but she'll like bring up she go oh because she had to go get a blood test and she goes oh so she looked and they go oh that the blood test they're saying how how grouchy they are and how they had to wait and all this kind of stuff so she's like thinking all right, I'm ready for a whole bunch of grouchy people and having to wait a long time. She goes, I walk in. She goes, they were so nice and everything. You know, it's like, well, how can exact same situation be perceived so different? But I'm wondering, are these people that said they were grouchy, did they walk in grouchy? I mean, exactly. you know, so maybe it's a lot of mindset. Yeah, yeah. So I'm up, so I think that's the, the whole attitude. Check your attitude, yeah. um, you know, be positive to it. And um you know, and have fun. That's the, the main thing. And don't yeah. worry about what you don't have. I saw, you know, there was a guy who goes, hey, I live on Social Security perfectly fine. I, it didn't have any. It was like an online thing. And people were saying, oh, I don't have enough to retire or whatever. He goes, I'm doing fine. He goes, you know, I'm not having steaks all the time, but I do like peanut butter and jelly and I like macaroni and cheese. And I'm like, well, that's what, you know, I survived on in my early days and enjoyed, you know, having it and everything. So whatever you are, take a, you know, just live within your, what you do have and be grateful for what you have. These are, um, AARP had, uh, seven things that they surveyed retire, retire, recent retirees and, um, th seven things they wish they didn't spend their money on. Huh. Okay. Number one, a boat. Uh oh! Okay. I broke that rule. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh oh! Well, you know, in the in the old thing, hey, the best two days, blah blah blah, on it. But but here's the thing: is that and for some people, buying a boat for retirement is exactly what they need. It gives them everything they had hoped for. But a lot of people aren't really good at boating, and and they're not good with mechanics and all that. So go rent a boat. You know, there's some in St. Augustine. There's some great boat rental places where you just go. They have it ready for you. It's gassed up. Um, if you break down, they come and get you. Bring you a new one. You pull in. They take all your stuff off the boat and they clean it for you and everything. Or so just become friends with Bob and go on his boat with him. Better yeah, yeah. yeah better yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I hope I hope you're mechanically minded. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, so boat was number one. Number two was resort living. 
And that's like the hmm. villages. It's like Margaritaville, yeah. all those kind of places that people move into. At first, I think that's part of the holiday thing. Yes. At first, you know, when they move in, it's like, hey, I'm on. Va- they, you have a vacation frame of mind. But then I think after a year, you know, these people that are annoying that uh, always sit in the you know, it's like the human factor comes into where you're not in paradise. So for a lot of people, they said that buying and moving into a resort living community for retirees was their worst mistake. Yeah. We got a huge one right down the street in Daytona, right? The whole Margaritaville. I mean, my gosh, it's growing like crazy. Oh yeah, it's because everybody, yeah, the the marketing of it. But the, yeah. but I'm just saying, this is yeah. what these retirees said that they would rather not be part of that resort community. But because when you go to a resort, people come and go. You know, it's like. But here, you move there. These are people on vacation that never leave, and um, so <laughs> social things develop and problems and tribalisms and they don't like this person and that person and that's why it's too close that's what they're saying but also fun and celebrating and connecting with others and social life there's a lot of positives there too so uh, you know buy a house out in the country and then go to margaritaville and party with those people and then you can leave when you want to you're not stuck there i guess (laughs) all right Uh, number three was a recreational vehicle um, they always mm-hmm. dreamed of getting an RV and traveling. And I love the movie RV, by the way. That's um, what my husband wants so bad. And I'm like, I don't want to buy one. I'd rather rent one. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's smart, yeah. just like the boat thing. Yeah. Um, and then if you really like it, but, you know, a lot yeah. of people, they, they do it and then they're over it. And But that was their dream on their bucket list when they yes. retire. Uh, number four was a dream house. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. are into downsizing and being lean and mean in retirement, some people say, hey, this is our chance. We got some money. We can sell our house up north and, and build our dream house in Palm Coast. Mm-hmm. And then after they do all that, um, they're wishing that they didn't. And uh, Is this because, just like you said, everything comes down to money and now we're kind of tight on money and it's like, yeah, I think so. I probably. wish that I didn't, I wish I didn't spend all my money on these things that, you know, I, I don't use as much as I thought and right. it's become stressful. Well, they're anticipating that, Hey, the family and friends are going to come and visit me and I've got a bedroom from mm-hmm. them and they got their bathroom. We have this. And then it's right. like 99% of the time it's empty and there's nobody there and they spent, spent all this on it. And then it kind of becomes depressing to them. So, um, my realtor said, Hey, um, you know, that's why they have uh, hotels here in town. So yeah. don't put a room on for somebody who's not going to be living there or don't pay for right. one every month that's totally unused or you put junk in it. So um, another one, number five, was giving to your adult children. Um, they wish they hadn't given s- substantial money to their adult children. Um, it said uh, it's normal to want to help your kids regardless of how old they are, but giving too much can be a big spending regret. Sure, you have the means to pay off your kids' college tuition, give them the down payment on their home, all the generosity, and, and make them feel really good about it. It can also cause family strife if you expect repayment at some point or suddenly say you run short of money and the kid's like, huh, I don't have that anymore. I already spent it, you know. So, um, so be careful. The hand you, you, know, you feed, you know, um, that you don't get bit from that. Timeshares, another one, big regret. Oh, yeah. So um, you can listen to Dave Ramsey about timeshares, <laughs> and you would, but they will twist your arm, and it's not worth a free steak dinner to uh, sign up for one, I guess. So, 
And the other one that you're talking about was fancy cars to, uh, you know, hey, I'm retired now. I've always wanted to have this car or whatever it was kind of on your bucket list. Reason we see a lot of people regret it is because they um, bought them at retirement <clears throat> when they have free cash flow. The most important thing, um, they the asset depreciates and um, it's so you can rent really nice cars and not um, I forget the new website. It's an app where I can't believe I rented a car. It's like individuals. It's like VRBOs and people own cars here in Palm coast just for rentals. And uh, you can, you can rent a Corvette. You can rent a Ferrari for a day or for a couple of hours or something. And, um, and there's individuals that do it without going through a, um, um, you know, without going through a, a car rental company and it's cheap, like very cheap. So well, I know the largest participant in our uh, Flagler Beach parades each year is the Corvette Club. Mm -hmm. yes. There's got to be at least 40 to 45. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, know how the, I don't know about you, but getting in and out of a Corvette is, you That's know, it's like, hard. it's like getting out of a low beach chair. You yeah. Know? <laughs> oh, my back. Yeah. yeah. So I admire these guys that gracefully get, you know, in and out of them um, because um, it's, you know, you got to be in shape, but whatever. Go ahead. David, I have a question for you. What's that? Do you have a bucket list? You know, it's sad because I don't. And okay. a matter of fact, I was talking with David Alphen, the mayor, about that the huh. other day. And I said, you know, I, you know, like I, I, I do pretty much everything I like. I don't really want to go to Paris or that kind of a thing. I could care less. Huh. And um, I don't. So okay. is that I feel I bad curious. that I don't. I feel like I should. <laughs> but I'm happy without one. Wow. Okay, because Brian sort of has a bucket list. Well, I I had a bucket list. I don't know if Susie does, but or Mark, I, but yeah, yeah, I have. I keep track of places that I see that look interesting to me, and I put them on my Google Maps as places I want to go. And so I have like a list of all these places I want to go that maybe. So travel is, is on a bucket. Oh, so what about me. you, Bob? You're here right now. You're real. What's your bucket list? Yeah, definitely related to travel. I've always yes. wanted to go to Africa. And so uh, my wife's not going with me. She had no interest. But one of my best friends, his name is Ward, a travel buddy. We're going to Africa for two weeks. Uh, Mark Gerling, um, travel agency. He specializes mm -hmm. in that. The and, best. Yep. Yes. And so, you know, John Subers has gone with his wife and I know a few others. So, yeah, going to Africa, going to spend a, a week with the mountain gorillas in Rwanda and then a week on the Serengeti. Wow. On oh, nice. a safari. and. We're going to probably go to Istanbul uh, for like a little side trip uh, to get acclimated uh, to right. travel time. So, yeah. So okay. Well, that, there's, okay yeah. well, there's one part of travel. Yep. Okay. Other than travel, what's on your bucket list? Uh, that's it. Travel. Okay. <laughs> all right. <too. laughs> all right. So travel. It's all about travel and experiencing travel. things. A little bit of travel. That's Experience. right. A little adventure. Yes. Not to go skydiving or something? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> no. All right. I did it one time. I, actually, did I did. You? Yeah, it was in a, uh, Dayton, Ohio. It was the Xenia, um, Xenia, Ohio, at the uh, Green County Sport Parachute Center because we watched skydiving on TV. I was like 18. And um, it was wide world of sports, you know, and the, the, they're flying through the air, you know, and the sun is gleaming. And I go, God, let's go do that. And they go, yeah. So I call up, make a reservation. And that Sunday morning, we were supposed to go. Nobody else would go. So I went by myself and got pushed out of a plane at, you know, 5,000 feet and uh, landed in a cow pasture. So anyway, but <laughs> did you, yeah, you live you lived to tell about well, it? Well, so it was before. Good. Yeah, it was before they did the tandem thing where they hook you to somebody. Oh. This is where you just stand out on the uh, edge of the on the wing of the plane and they go, go, you know, and they kind of push you off and you just kind of 
yeah. fall and float Sounds down. Sounds like a nightmare to me. Wow. I, have several, I, would, yeah. I would never do that. So I didn't do it again. <laughs> but um, anyway, at least I can say I did. So. Yeah, hey. I, was gonna say, I have several family members who've done the tandem one. But yeah. They, and I, I have mixed reviews. Like some of them got like motion sickness and mm. others loved it. It yeah. just depends. Yeah. yeah. I, I, anyway, so. But <laughs> all right. Hey, I got to take a quick break and we'll be right back with uh, Free For All Friday. Hi, folks. Bill Gallagher with SolarFit here. Have you ever thought about utilizing solar power for your home or business? Well, there's never been a better time to plug into the sun and stop renting electricity. How would you like to let your roof start paying you each month? Give us a call at 445-7606. That's 445-7606. Or visit us at SolarFit.com and set yourself free. SolarFit your life and set yourself free with the sun's free energy. This is Memory Hopkins of Memory Hopkins Real Estate. It's a name you can't forget. From lighthouse to lighthouse, St. Augustine to New Smyrna Beach, my team and I cover all of your residential, commercial, and property management needs. We are your local realtor with a longer reach. Find us at MemoryHopkins.com. 9.57, we've got to get out of here. Make way for ABC News. Armstrong and Getty coming up. A lot of people love them. They're funny. And talk about current events and have some laughs. Uh, that's good therapy as well here. So, Bob Snyder, good to have you back on the show. And um, good luck on your retirement. And we'll be working together. And don't, don't uh, be a stranger here at WNCF. Yeah, David, thank you so much for the invite and this wonderful opportunity. Appreciate it, my friend. All right, yeah. so we'll be in touch with Bob. And uh, so, uh, Susie, thank you for all your work as executive director for the Flagler Volunteer Services. And if we want to volunteer and get out and do something, if the wife is like trying to get your husband out of the house so you're not <laughs> nagging him, um, you know, what? give me an idea. What kind of things do people volunteer for? Sure. So up, upcoming, we have a couple things coming up. We have the, um, the MLK Day Parade. We're looking for volunteers to help with traffic control. We have some programs where we do reading to children in the school district. Um, the state parks are always looking for people. There's, there's a variety of volunteer opportunities, something pretty much for everybody. Um, you can check out our current needs at www.flaggervolunteer.org. All right. And you can pick and choose what you want to volunteer pick for. Pick and choose what you want to volunteer for and check us out on a regular basis because our needs change every day. I mean, we get constant different variety. So I just Google Flagler Volunteer Services and sure. you'll pop up there, I'm sure. Yes, you. Right. Yes, I will. Thanks for coming in today, Susie. Thank you. All right, Brian, final words of wisdom. And by the way, I'm really enjoying your uh, Faith and Flagler well, radio show. Thank you so much. Uh, it's nine o'clock on Sundays and on a podcast course and Spotify and Apple. Um, yeah, I just want to say thank you actually to a company in our community, Innovative Financial Solutions, because they did something really cool. Uh, what I'm trying to, what I'm, what I'm calling philanthropic advertising. So this company bought a half page ad this week with their logo small in the corner. And the whole ad is dedicated to helping the Flagler Free Clinic, which is right down the road from the studio. And they were thrilled to get this boost in their marketing. This company gave a boost to us by helping buy an ad and their company, I think gets some goodwill like, wow, look what they just did. Mm -hmm. So it's such a win, win, win situation. And um, I just thought that was a really cool thing that they were willing to do. Innovative financial solutions, helping the free clinic and indirectly helping the observer. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. but the free clinic, you know, um, is such an amazing organization. Terry Boletto is doing such great things. there, serving thousands of people. 
um, over their over their years and helping uninsured uh, people get healthcare. So um, anyway, that, that was some really great news this week uh, all around, I thought. And so I right. hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. All right. Very good. And you too. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Tish Brown, our psychotherapist. We should, we could always use a psychotherapist on this show. <laughs> we should make her a regular. <laughs> Have a good weekend. Be safe and be kind and get some serotonin going. Yeah. Decade and a half. WNZF, 1550 AM, 94.9 FM, and W235CW Pinnell.